Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys! We've been talking a lot about Chaos Earth kind of you know, banding around uh, in the side comments <laughs> on our other episodes. And it got me thinking, we should take a look at some of the classes, I think, that make Chaos Earth interesting. For a complete role-playing game, Chaos Earth has some noticeable, some noticeable gaps. But they do fill the occasional gap with, like, there's not a lot of OCCs. But there is one OCC that has like six OCCs inside of it. And that is the Nima Soldier Peacekeeper. It's a dog boy soldier. This is what you expect to find filling up a platoon. It's got lots of different sub roles, uh, lots of different sub genres within that role. And it, it was fascinating. It's what I played when we played our Chaos Earth campaign. And I had an absolute blast. Yeah, the soldier peacekeeper is their standard grunt. And with you, you know, if you're familiar with the the setup of Chaos Earth, all of your characters are assumed to be part of this Northern Eagle Military Alliance Association. This this uh, you know, the the military forces, the army, the navy, the marines all wrapped up into one. These are the the last defenders against the hordes of demons and stuff that are emerging from the rifts and tearing apart America. That said, uh, the last line of defense got rolled over pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, uh, well, you know, we talked a little bit about them back in the episode uh, when we were looking at Archie and, uh, well, specifically his role in the revised source book one. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. These Nema soldier peacekeepers, they didn't really last all that long. You know, I'd like to say, as the thing that really deals with the coming of the Rifts more, I would like to see more integration of the Chaos Earth timeline into standard Rifts. I think it's, it's, it's rife with possibilities, far more so than the broad brushstrokes that Rifts gives you of, it was a bad time, lots of people died, magic came, things changed. I like the specifics of Chaos Earth. There was a really fun connection uh bridging the gap between them in the rifters mm -hmm. i want to say it was in the 40s it okay uh, you can only half quote me on this listener because the fact that i'm actually saying it but i think it was episode uh, rifters number 47 and 48 i want to say had a two-part adventure that took place in uh cheyenne mountain the old norad mm -hmm. facility mm -hmm. and it bridged the first part of the adventure takes place during the chaos earth events the second part of the adventure takes place during Rift's Earth timeline modern era, where you're not playing the same characters that you were back then, but the, the group is assumed to take two different groups of characters through the same dungeon, one in the past and one in the present kind of thing. Freaking unleash your imagination. Nice. It, it's got some really cool concepts, and I like how they changed... The expectations with I like how the writer changed a lot of the expectations in the second go around, mm -hmm. kind of messing with what the players might have expected to be in that dungeon. Uh, yeah, it also introduced some equipment that we did in our game, like the uh, the USAF version of the Silver Eagle that could go yeah. like <laughs> like super speed, but uh, you know, kind of wrecked up your insides if you went too fast <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was uh, 
41 and 42, you think? Or 40, somewhere 41, 42, around somewhere in the 40s. I want to, okay. I'm thinking it was 47 or 48. Well, stay tuned for our review of those rifters coming to you live in 2031 and 32. (laughs) (laughs) If we do them in order, then yeah. But it was was really cool, like connecting things from the NEMA era to the coalition era, you know, rifts. I I honestly really liked Chaos Earth. I'm sad that it wasn't a bigger book. It's only slightly bigger than a rifter. In fact, no, it's about the size of a rifter. It's about, well, rifters are like 100, 120. So this is like a, a 30, 160. So a little bit bigger yeah. than a rifter. It doesn't, <clears throat> we've talked about this. So okay, sorry. <laughs> not going to so rant There's, about a, there's uh, the soldier <laughs> peacekeeper. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it should be noted if you're looking at Chaos Earth for the first time, uh, there is what, like six or seven uh, other ones. But I, I've found this to be the far, the most versatile because not only are you a soldier with all the the attributes of a soldier you have the subspecializations like communications expert eod or demolitions expert the soldier grunt which uh <clears throat> is is the best in my humble opinion <laughs> the point man scout uh pigman heavy weapons transportation specialist medic basically you you're filling out all the all the different roles in a squad or a platoon and it would be it would be amazing to have just just that as as like a squad as an adventuring party. That would be a lot of fun. So it's important that uh, Palladium notices these things, and I, I like that they do. Uh, the last paragraph in the description says, "While some readers may dismiss these characters at first glance because they don't pilot mechanical juggernauts, closer scrutiny will show that the range of characters available under this OCC is considerable, specialized, important, and fun to play." This is true. A lot of the times in Palladium, it is it is the underpowered characters that actually end up leading the party. It's the glitter boy shoots and 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 does a great job, but it's it's always in the skills people. It's always in the skills. Always in the skills people. Definitely. Case in point, in our ongoing game that we sadly had to put to pasture, but when it was kicking, we had a player who was a glitter boy, a chromium guard. He didn't do all that much outside of hanging around in the armor, waiting to shoot something. And I, I feel that a lot of it was because he didn't get the impression that his character was useful outside of it. And maybe that's just because that's the way that the the character is portrayed or advertised in the book. Conversely, here, the soldier peacekeeper, which is, you know, again, just the soldier. They're given so much versatility right here. They talk about how versatile and how uh, you know, open-ended this character class is. And I think it's, yeah, I, honestly, it is my favorite in the book. Absolutely. So my character in this uh, was uh, the soldier peacekeeper, and he was a grunt, just just the standard. And it's important to remember that the modern soldier, and this is modern, uh, this is modeled after a modern, modern soldier, is not stand to march dig trench shoot he's they're, they're highly trained specialists and they they can do a number of tasks they they are they are a professional in the art of warfare and this i i found this character class specifically really brought that to the fore um really really took it and rubbed rubbed people's nose in it because this is an incredibly effective character because they can do a lot of things <laughs> Yeah, they can do a lot. They so the way that this is portrayed is that 
If you're familiar with the way that Palladium OCCs are laid out, you know, again, as we went through the character creation process on a number of episodes back, go back and give that a listen if you want a refresher. Uh, but so with a character, you have, you know, the requirements to play that character. So with an OCC, you have the requirements to play that character, followed by a list of very special abilities that that character exclusively gets, followed by the free skills that they start with, the OCC skills, followed by their skill choices, uh, which are, you know, your your OCC-related skills and then your secondary skills. Well, the main thing that separates the soldier peacekeeper from a lot of the more common OCCs is that their special OCC bonuses that they get, you know, at the top right there that makes them unique is a random roll table that you can either choose a specialty or randomly roll and get mm-hmm. anything from communications expert to the pig man to the medic and all different options in between. So if I remember correctly, Abel was the soldier grunt, which is amusing because you basically played him like the demolitions expert, which is a different MOS of this class. <laughs> Actually, I thought I played him as the point man scout more than anything else. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, that just that just highlights the versatility of it. Um, if you if you turn the page to page thirty six, you will see this laundry list of skills that are available to you. Just an amazing amount of skills. Yeah, the, their only real limitations come from electrical, espionage, medical, and tertiary pilot related skills everything else yeah. is basically any 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 you know it's mm-hmm. they they're very very open-ended they also get a decent amount of equipment and we may have talked about this previously but the nema standard issue body armor and, and weapons are no joke like the, the nema mdc body armor is just the standard body armor is twice as good, if not more, than almost anything in the core Rifts books. Yeah. Well, what you're thinking about Golden Age humanity, like this is yeah. before the coming of the Rifts, the, the technological superiority of the human race at that time. Now, granted, they were not expecting dragons, because who expects dragons? But <laughs> it's important to remember that no matter how big and badass Rifts is, Rifts is, is, is post-fall. Whereas anything from Chaos Earth is is literally made at the height, which means his sidearm is is worth a hover cycle with you know a weapon mount. It's just the stuff is valuable. Yeah, and this is this is the kind of a character class that you can sit down and say, I'm going to run a Chaos Earth game, and I'm going to run it where you're all in the same unit, and you're actually you know you you eat together, you sleep together, you work out together. You, you live together. This is your life. This is your unit. It's you versus the monsters. And you can even demand that all of the players must take, must be a basic soldier. But because of the versatility inherent to this class, you can have a table of six players playing the Nema soldier and all be very different in the way that they're created. And very different in their roles as well. Yeah. It's, it's a whole adventuring party within one OCC. And that's that's really rare. Like, you, you cannot do this with Glitter Boys. No one can fix the Glitter Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be fascinating to run a game where it was six Glitter Boys. You would you would really have to bump things up for that. But yeah. It would <laughs> yeah. Be. Yeah. It would essentially become a military game. But I, I, yeah. I just see like this this anime thing. Where they're using their rounds to bounce around, you know, they're 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 flying on their 
on their boom gun rounds. (laughs) (laughs) They're rocket jumping. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah. That would be kind of hilarious. One thing I recently decided would work very well is if you take the, the MOS skill packages from the NEMA grunt from the, sorry, the soldier peacekeeper, you take that zero one to 100 random roll table of skill packages and then you apply it to a coalition soldier, then mm-hmm. you can run the same damn game. But in Rift's Earth, you just take the coalition grunt and allow them to take one of those randomized skill packages. Or what I would love to do, one of my dream games, is to run a game where every single player in the group is a dog boy, a different breed, and mm-hmm. then they randomly roll on this to determine what their their extra special package is. Yeah, I I find for running and for playing, it is best it it is best to have a commonality um, of the players. It keeps the bickering and the backstabbing down. It's 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 really just best to have common goal. Yeah. Now, not many role playing games allow you to do that to the point that everyone takes the same class, and this yeah. is. This is where you can have a commonality all the way down to your actual core identity. And I yeah. like this is your class and I love it. I love it. When you think about the camaraderie that comes with any kind of shared endeavor and any kind of shared identity, this would give you something that no other no other group would have except actually as you say it now the dog boy because you know pack. But <laughs> I mean the soldiers of a unit together, I mean, it's it, it's it's family. So th- this would make a very, very powerful and very strong adventuring unit. And I, I can't recommend this particular OCC enough. It was the favorite I have ever played. I had so much goddamn fun being able. And I know he was annoying to you, and I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but he was an absolute blast to play. Because he just... He was fearless, and he just wandered up to anything. Dragon, hello, I'm Abel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. Bringing the Nima characters to the future worked very well, I think, because at least two of the group were the Nima grunts. Yeah. It worked very well. I keep calling them the grunts. The grunt is one of the packages for the soldier peacekeeper, but I just call the whole class grunt by default. It's okay. I understand. You see, Abel embodied this class so well, and he was a grunt that you were naturally drawn to that. <laughs> yep. May he rest in peace. Pieces, actually. This, <laughs> Spread yeah, over much true. of the landscape. Lots and lots of very small pieces in a blast Maybe you crater. should have taken the demolitions expert. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Nema Soldier Peacekeeper. Yeah. There are a lot of really interesting... Uh, OCCs in this book. There is a complete badass. If if you are a geeky fireman or <laughs> paramedic, do I have a short tightening class for you here? Yeah, honestly, if you're you know if you're a volunteer firefighter, firefighter, yeah, yeah a volunteer <laughs> firefighter. There's that word, and you think, man, you know, firefighters just don't get enough love in RPGs. They just RPG writers just don't understand what it takes to put ourselves on the line fighting fires. Well, my friend, have we got a class for you? <laughs> the NEMA Fire and Rescue OCC is fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. OP. Their armor is super powerful. Their axe is super powerful. 
They're they're basically a headsman. <laughs> yeah, who fights fires. <laughs> no, they are. It's it's an amazing class. It was. Yeah, this is a book. Once again, we've done Chaos Earth before, but you know it's been a while, and I I still highly recommend you pick up this complete role playing game yeah. uh, for your own library because there is. It it fills a very important gap from present day to Rift's day with some really, really good history and some really good stories and just this this feel of what it feels like to be in the time of the fall. It, it's conveyed so beautifully. And there are a number of additional Chaos Earth expansion books out now. I know there is at least, I know of at least two off the top of my head. There's one about, uh, you know, the dead coming back to life. So it's like, chaos or the zombie apocalypse and there's another one that is uh, the rise of magic so if you want to play actual mages in the chaos Earth timeline there you go yeah it's, it's a cool setting i wish that more of the i wish more had been fleshed out you know yeah it, it's hard when you have something as big as palladium yeah I, I i couldn't imagine being in charge of of this ip it's it's just there's so much happening in so many different directions you know, I, I kind of wonder if Kevin had called up CJ Corella and said, CJ, I need you to write this for me. How much thicker this book would have been? Yeah. However, even as it is, it's still something you need. It's still something you want. You should yeah. buy it. Uh, that's all I've got on the Soldier Peacekeeper without totally just diving down the able hole. Yeah. And you never want to dive down the able <laughs> hole. I don't recall saying he bathed once the whole time. So, <laughs> Yeah. Let's save that for another day when we're feeling particularly explosive. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next time. Good night. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. To, uh, to do this whenever you are. Let's see. My waveform looks good. This is me up on the mic, waveforming. Oh, such wave, much form. <laughs> this is Matthew. It remains Matthew. It will continue to be Matthew until the Matthew is done Matthewing. Once the Matthew has completed his Matthewing, there will be no more Matthew to Matthew. <laughs>